just obviously seeing the job he was doing at Trotter and you know you text him and just uh, congratulate him on the job he'd done and you know we'd stay in touch like that so um, yeah it was, it was a surprise to be honest when he rang me um, I was obviously out in Finland I just signed another um, year out there to stay out there so I was planning on staying there this season um, and obviously when Tim came in and, and asked the question if I'd be interested then it was you know I didn't really have to take too long to think about it it was for me it's it's a step up in my own kind of career my own development so um, it was a good positive move for me so I obviously spoke to the team in Finland spoke to the manager he was brand new was quite comfortable with me um, speaking to, to Pat to speak to Tim about it and um, and said they wouldn't stand in my way so I have to obviously give a lot of credit to TPS and, and Finland for not kind of standing in my way as well. Pardon me ignorance, what, what brought you to Finland in the first place? Again, coaching licences, um, I was on the pro licence with, with Jonathan Johansson, um, we were on the B licence together many many years ago um, and then the pro licence recently we were again partnered together a lot, working together a lot and um, he got the he got a job out there with his, his kind of home team and his assistant manager had left so I was out of work after leaving Hearts um, and he just rang me up and said do I fancy going out for a, a stint in Finland so again I thought why not I'm not doing anything else so mm. what sort um, of experience was that like just a change of lifestyle change of country? yeah just totally different culture um, yeah it was it was it was quite similar to conditions here just now when I first went out and I, I you know I was thinking it's not too bad and then I went back into January and it was minus 25 so um, that was a big shock that, that going out um, getting out of you playing at minus 25 so yeah it was it was just getting used to a new culture new new players again it's, it's similar to coming here it's not somewhere I've worked before so um, it was a good challenge in the sense that you know you're going into a new environment new new players you're opening yourself up to a new pool of players and new standard again coming to Ireland obviously being from Ireland um, but I left I left Ireland at 15 mm. and I've not been back since uh, to work so um, you kept it up in actual job, I did. Well, I, I met an Irish girl, so that's that's obviously why it's helped. Um, yeah, so it's 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 been a good challenge for me to come back um, and to get used to the players. I think that with the league being quite small, it, you know, it doesn't take long to get to know everybody, and we'll obviously get to play each other, you know, numerous times as well. So that a strange adjustment, just even actually been away since you were fifteen, just been back to spending a long period of time in Ireland, you know. Working here, I mean, what what was the longest have you been been at home? Maybe uh, a couple of weeks, yeah, a couple of weeks. It's actually, now to be living here now. Yeah, it's strange. It is. It is strange. Um, but it's it's just we got I heard Adam saying before. It's just football, isn't it? You just don't know where it's going to take you, and um, probably didn't have any plans of coming back to Ireland. But you know, when you go into you go into coaching, you go into when you're in football, you just you just don't know what's around the corner. So. Um, but like I look at what the club done last year and what they've done in their history, and it's a, it's a big football club. And as I said, from myself, my own kind of point of view, I want to try and you know step forward when I do um, move on in in my own coaching career. So obviously, when I left Hearts and I went to Finland, it was probably a, a step back in standard, but it was a step forward in terms of the role, you know, because mm -hmm. I was a first team coach, then going in as an assistant. So I look at coming in here as as a definite step up in standard. Um, and obviously the role is the same in terms of you know assisting the manager. So it's it's for me it's it's a positive step. Had, the, had there been opportunities before to come back or 
know you've been linked with one or two jobs here in the past. Um, as a player, yeah, I had I had a, a couple of opportunities to come back, um, and I was probably quite close to making that step, um, but probably fear of failure. Didn't want to didn't want to quit, you know, and just you don't want to let people down, so you just kind of dug in and then just um, persevered and. Thankfully, I did because I obviously went on and had a, a decent enough career over there. Fear of failure in terms of being in the UK market, though. Yeah, I think yeah. I think when I first went across, obviously it's different now. Like I think I look at it now, and I think like I do think it's probably better for younger players to to stay and actually play in the league. The league is is at a good standard. Um, there's there's plenty of quality players in the league now, and there's opportunities for them to finish their education before they go away. Um, like I said, I left at fifteen. Like that was it was a baby. Yeah? Like, but you don't think of it like that when you're when you're fifteen. But when you look back, it's it's crazy. You know, fifteen years of age, leaving home, and um, you obviously go away with you know the idea of you're going to go and play at the very highest level, and everybody wants to go and play for Man Uniteds and Liverpools, and um, <coughs> but unfortunately we can't all do that. And um, I think I was probably at a stage when I was at Stockport where. I was there a long time. I was probably not enjoying my football as as well as I should be, um, and I had a couple of opportunities to maybe come back and play League of Ireland. But you know, I think it was you know when you go away and you see the excitement in your family of you actually going away and being a footballer, and you you don't you don't want to really let them down. So I think that's why I probably stuck at it longer than I probably would have done, um, and obviously. As I said, uh, other opportunities came off the back of me staying out there. Mm. Uh, I know like, it's most. If you probably get sick asked this question, it's the most predictable question about the time you spent playing with Rangers. Mm -hmm. It's obviously a big talking point. But course, I'm thinking yeah. Tim's a big Celtic fan, isn't he? Like, I, I think he is. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he is. Yeah. Up in discussion nah, he's there. obviously we speak about them all the time. Obviously, I I still look at Rangers results. I like the way I, same way I do at Dundee United and all the other clubs I've played for. So. Um, I always want want them guys to do well and the clubs have been at to do well. So we have a bit of banter every now and again. If I bring the blue bibs out and train and he's always giving out to me for, you know, maybe not using the green bibs and stuff like that. So um but no, we have a bit of a bit of crack about it, but no, it was a it was a very, very good period for me and um to go and play for a club that size. I mean, I think you said it before, you thought the uproar was sort of nonsense really over it, but from the outside it was a big deal for like a, a dub to sign for Rangers. Yeah. Like, can you understand it, or just think? That no, of course you can. Know. When you actually, when you actually like sit back and, and take stock of it, of course you can understand like probably how big a deal it was. But like I said at the time, I, I wasn't thinking about you know where I'm from. I'm like, and I think the biggest thing was religion. I'm not religious at all. You know, I'm not a religious person. So, um, so that aspect of it didn't really come into play for me. Um, and it was more about it was there was plenty of different reasons. You know, obviously, going the opportunity to go and play for Ali McCoy's too. I had a lot of time for. Um, my wages obviously went up, which helps that when mm -hmm. you get to that age. Um, and to go and play, like you hear Adam obviously speaking to you again about playing in front of big crowds. They don't get much bigger than Ibrox in Scotland, even when we were in the lower league. So, um, so yeah, it ticked a lot of boxes for me. Um, I know at the time a lot of people had spoke to me about maybe going <coughs> other places and, but. 
there's no there's no other offers on the table. You can't just walk in. You can't do a out and wingy and just turn up somewhere, <laughs> yeah. you know, and and uh, just tell them to sign you. You know, that doesn't work. Yeah. So no, I, I think um, and after speaking to Ali and, and obviously how he spoke so passionately about the club, it was it was a no brainer for me. And when you see Rangers winning the SBL, is there any sense of satisfaction in yourself, the players that would have joined them when they were? down in lower leagues that obviously you weren't there when they won the league yeah. SPL, but that you played a part in their research. Yeah, system. you're obviously part of the history as well and um, yeah, it's obviously not down to me that they've gone and won, on, won the SPL. Uh, you're obviously happy for the fans, happy for the, the club that they've kind of got back to where y you knew that they were and the club that they were when you were there. Like It was a massive, massive football club. The structure inside it was, was ginormous, really was. Um, the training ground, the, the stadium. The fan base home and away, like it was crazy. Um, so, so yeah, you 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 could look at it and you're you're happy for for the fans and as I said, happy for the people that work at the club um, that they've <coughs> they've had to put in a lot of kind of hard yards to get back to where they they belong and you know. But it's it's obviously my part and that was very small. On Scotland and Scottish football, you you you've seen the rise of Jim Goodwin. Just your, your mm -hmm. observations on that, you would. You would have played against him probably yeah, at some level. And you played, see him played him in 21. Sort of. Mirror, Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. How far can he go and how impressed have you been by him? Very impressed. He's obviously done done it the hard way. Um, I'm obviously quite close with Jim. Still speak to him quite regularly. So. You played underage um, with Stockport together, yeah. yeah. We played together at Stockport, played together in 21s Ireland. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so got on really well with Jim. And I think he's been, he's done a fantastic job, you know. And, um, he's obviously went in at Alloa part-time and worked two jobs yeah, while he was doing that. Selling the chocolate bars. Selling yeah. the chocolate bars. He never sent any money away now. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah he's obviously he's obviously done it the hard way and he's 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 managed to to get something that works for him and, and a style that works for him and I think he's uh listen he's obviously in a in a massive job there. Aberdeen is a How huge is huge football yeah. club. They've got a new training centre there now as well so it's a huge football club and I imagine he's he's well aware of how big the club is. You know it's a it's you know, they've only got the one club up in that city as well, which mm. again heightens it up there and makes it even more um you know, probably more of a fishbowl up there for him. Mm. Um so yeah, he he's obviously look he'd be well used to it. He's he's been up in Scotland a long, long time himself, mm. so but he's given himself a good kind of grounding, I suppose, with Alloway and then Saint Mirren and now he's obviously ended up at Aberdeen and I'm I'm hopeful that he can turn it around up there because it is a massive football club and um, if you can get that going well, then you know you just don't know where you could end up after that one. Where could where could he end up? Good question. Like you know, I think a lot of people obviously speak about Alex Ferguson was up there back in the day and kind of similar um, kind of pathway. Um, but I, I'm sure he obviously has aspirations to go and manage at the highest possible he level. He has said like down the road he'd like to be a contender. Right, okay. Down the road, right, okay. You know? I didn't he, know he, has to, he has to earn the right to be in the position. Yeah, he's yeah. not there yet, but he says, in time, I'd like to yeah. be considered. Yeah, listen, why not? You know, I think, um, why not? You know, you just have to look at, at Stephen Kenny as well now, you know. Um, he's obviously been over in Scotland. Things didn't go particularly well for him in Scotland, but he's come back and done a fantastic job in Ireland and, mm -hmm. and built his, his profile back up and, and ended up back in that that uh, hot seat there so listen if that's if that's his aspirations and that's where he wanted to go one thing about Jamie he's very very determined and he's very focused on what he wants um, and I wouldn't be overly surprised if, if one day he did end up world manager if that's what he wants to do and what about yourself 
you mentioned your own coaching path. Is yeah. that management you want to go into? Yeah, I think so down the line. I think I've made no kind of, um, I've not really hidden the fact that I'd like to one day be my own man. And um, I've obviously spoken to Tim about that previously as well. And at the moment, though, I'm still, I look at it as a, I'm very, very kind of, um, you know, mindful of the fact that you can be out of the game before you're in it, you know, and I think it's, you need to, you need to learn your trade before you jump in. Sometimes certain situations, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have that, um, I suppose you probably don't have the the luxury of actually, you know, going through your processes or your due, due diligence, so I say. Um, but from my own point of view, I'm quite happy just at the moment, just continue to learn, continue to do hours on the training pitch, continue to focus, help him as much as I can, um, and then we'll see obviously where that takes me down the line. Look, how different is, as a player, you know, you score goals, you earn a contract, you have a sort of a singular focus. Yeah. Look, how different is the managerial world? Because it's, it's all freakish circumstances, like in Hearts, you, you were thrown into it as interim manager yeah. twice, a lot, you know, a chairman or an owner, different things can control your fate. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, of course. You have to kind of stand an even keel. Like I think you can't get too too high or too low. I think it's as a player you can pr- kind of get caught up in the you know the hysteria of it all. And I think it's important as a as a coach or as a manager or you know if you're involved with a first team staff that you you just focus on. I don't know it's a cliche, but just focus on that next game. Obviously, the last game we had was fantastic, um, but that's gone now. We need to focus on the next one. Um, and then when that one's gone, the next one comes really quickly. So it's it's just one game at a time, and as you said, it can be it can be a, a decision in a game that costs you, um, whether that's a poor decision from a player, a poor decision from an official, mm-hmm. or a poor decision from you. You know, making a a decision, making a change that probably wasn't the right one to make. So there's loads of little little avenues that you go down in coaching that can can cost you the results. So. Um, it's it's probably I'll probably get more emotional now than I did when I played, like you know. Yeah, so, no, I can imagine. Um, so yeah, it's it's it is it's it's something that I enjoy and, and something that I wasn't sure when I was playing what I wanted to do when I finished. So um, you know, I got done my coaching badges obviously as an option to stay in the game, and been very fortunate that I've had um, opportunities come about to, to keep me keep me in. What was it like here last Friday? I mean. You know, whatever five five and a half thousand people in beating robbers like you hadn't been involved in the league, but did it give you a real insight into, I suppose, how good it can be on a good day here? I yeah, I, I even think the other games have been fantastic. The the fans have been phenomenal. You know, home and away. Um, so I, I think it's a very very well supported league. I probably didn't realise how how well supported it was. You know, obviously when Tim mentioned it, you kind of look back at like you know. The games from last year and a lot of them were probably hampered by COVID and um, it was probably a different a different um, a different animal I suppose but looking at it this year like and I know Tim's mentioned it before about the away fans and you know being being well backed but they've been fantastic and I think the the league itself has been well backed which is which is great and um, the fans are really buying into it and I think the atmospheres have been have been really really good so um, last Friday obviously was was special because. It's against the the champions and it's on your turf and you manage to nick the win and get the three points and, and send the fans home happy. Any particular battle with Tim on the pitch as you, during your playing days in Scotland that stands out to you? No, I think he he used to always pull away the fullback, stay away from me. I think you know, no, nah, but uh, I, I not not particularly. You know, I think I think he did play fullback a lot when we played them. So um, there's not really one that stands out um, that that we had major battles in. 
I better get in line with the two matches, will we? It's a Friday, Friday and Monday this week, isn't it? Yeah, it's just before that, though. Just on your, ma- your managerial ambitions, like that streak that you're, we've talked about, that emotionless streak, does that help for you in terms of management? Like, you've. Probably. You've yeah. got to drop people, you've got to yeah, make them unemployed. Yeah, it's, it's yeah but that's. Business, it is, it? It's a yeah. ru- it is a ruthless business, mm. it is. And you see it firsthand, like. Mm. I've seen it firsthand myself when I was at Hearts. You know, a new manager comes in and wants his own staff, and that's you know. But you don't hold any grudges over. It. That's just football, and it's um, it's just you just it can be it can be a lonely place at times. Um, but I have good support from my family, and um, but yeah, it's it's you have to you have to just be focused on what you're trying to do and what you want to do, and um, and obviously my my role is slightly different here, helping Tim. And, um, you know, obviously he he's his decision, his uh, say is final. Um, but I'll obviously try and help him as much as I can, in, in terms of, you know, I'll always give my opinion to him and always try and help. Um, but once we kind of leave that, um, that last little meeting we have, you know, I back him a hundred percent. You know, so I think that's um, that's one of my biggest characters. You know, characteristics is, is probably loyalty, um, and and. You know, if I got when you go into obviously management coaching, you expect to see that from your your own players as well. You were with Craig Levine for quite a while. Was that yeah. something that you had a relationship with him that he did? You were happy that he did take on board your input. Yeah, Craig was a bit different, obviously, because um, you know he's he's got a fast experience, you know, and, and a lot of the stuff that happens, no doubt he'll have seen it before, you know. So um, Craig was very very kind of calm and cool, collected, just didn't get overly caught up in it all. Mm. Um, as I said, situations that happen in games, he's seen a million times before, so you know he probably never got caught up in the moment probably as much as, as we did as younger coaches. So that's something you kind of learn from, from him. Um, again, you, you give him your opinion. Whether he takes it or not is on him. He's the man, As I said, he's the manager. So, um, But that's what I've kind of learned from... from uh, my time there is is that like you know you have to you have to obviously back that manager one hundred percent when you leave you know the office or you leave the you leave that last little meeting you have it's it's everybody's on the same page. That's interesting. You mentioned emotions there, but uh, I've watched Duffer two of his matches this year. Talk apart, he's getting very emotional on the side. Listen, I, I can't talk about that. I punched the dugout and broke it the other day, so you got, you got a yellow, you? I got a yellow card for yeah, smashing yeah. the dugout. So yeah. I can't really say I'm well, emotionless. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. so emotionless at home. Yeah, when it comes to match noise, yeah. we all become a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. it was a left jab as well. Yeah. It's not even a strong hand. <laughs> it was a lovely circle. Yeah, it was perfectly. I haven't seen that before. I don't, no. think, I don't think that's a window to get your yeah. career out. No. Yeah. So I need to curb that going forward. Well, the matches here. Perhaps Friday. Perhaps Friday. Yeah. What do you make of them? Friday one day. Yeah. Listen, they're a very hard-working team and they're well organised. Um, it's obviously going to be a difficult one. It's going to be different than the one we've just had here. Um, but it's the same three points up for grabs. So we need to make sure we're at it and make sure that. We bring a tempo to the game. I noticed that game against Bohemians. They they slowed the game down right from the start. They take their time on everything, um, so they'll try and frustrate you like that. So it's important that we don't get caught in that little trap. Don't get frustrated. Make sure that we bring tempo. We bring energy to the game, um, and and we match their work rate, their ambition, and and we have got quality on the pitch that we know can win us a game in any moment. So. Um, it's important that we keep ourselves disciplined and we don't give them any anything free. 
Or is that young fellow we spoke to there, Adam? What about his uh, word on him? Yeah, he's been excellent. Yeah. He's been excellent. And, and I know he's been frustrated, which same as probably most of the guys that haven't started, that haven't played many minutes. That's, again, that's football and that's that's the way things kind of pan out. You know, you have to wait for your opportunity. And, and to be fair to him, when I came along, he took up both hands. He thought he was excellent the other night. Mm. Um, and, you know, he was actually due to play before the injury. Mm. Um, so it's just that injury, obviously, to, to Lenny is obviously made the decision a lot easier but it's not it's easy for me to say but Adam was due to start anyway um, he's been patient and as I said he's he's had to he's had to wait for that moment and he, I thought he was fantastic